Hello, and welcome back to a new episode of the Leading Yourself podcast. We are continuing our series around energy and how to get, feel, generate vibrant energy and protect our energy. Last week, we talked about different strategies and tips to help us boost our energy. And today, I want to share with you something that I am very passionate about, which is biohacking for vibrant energy. We're going to talk about what it is, and I'm going to share with you what are some of the things that I am doing as part of my journey with biohacking. If you're looking to feel vibrant energy, if you're looking to feel at your best, look at your best and be your best, this episode is for you. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves, those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. Let's talk about biohacking. You might be asking yourself, what the heck is that? If you haven't heard that term before, we're going to unbundle it all today. But I want to start by saying that for me, being a busy mom, working full-time, Keeping up with my podcast and being a multi-passionate individual that always finds herself involved in some kind of activity or project or initiative or something, it sometimes can be hard to find time for myself, for self-care. However, I've learned that prioritizing myself is crucial to feel vibrant and to perform at my best. So today, I want to share with you some of the tools and the practices that I personally use to protect my energy and feel at my best. That's what this episode really is about. Biohacking happens to be one of those tools and one of those approaches that I personally leverage to achieve exactly this, feeling at my best, looking at my best, and being my best. We talk about, we mentioned about this last week, we talk a lot about protecting, planning, and managing our time, but we don't talk enough about protecting and managing our energy. And that's why we started this series this month of May, because that's my theme this month is energy. I share with you, I've been traveling quite a bit, and when I am traveling, as much as I enjoy the reason why I'm traveling and the things that I do while traveling and I get energized by connecting with people and seeing new places and being able to meet colleagues and talents in the organization where I work at, I always feel that I am not at my best energy because I'm out of my routine and I'm not doing a lot of the things that I typically do to, again, generate that energy and protect my energy. So today I want to share with you some of the things that I am currently doing and some of the tools that I have added to my toolbox to help me feel at my best and have vibrant energy. Before I start sharing I just want to put out there that all of these things that I'm going to share with you are feasible for everyone, and that is totally fine. Not, not all of the things might work for you. You know you, and you do what is best for you. If anything, my intention with today's podcast episode is simply that you know that you're worthy of living a healthy, full, and vibrant life. And maybe these practices might give you some ideas to incorporate more me time into your routines. So let's talk about 
what are the four key pillars of my approach to protect my energy and feel at my best? And those are nutrition, exercise, sleep, and stress management. And some of the things at a very high level that I am doing in each of them, and then we're going to get into biohacking. So some of these might be a little bit of a refresher from previous podcast episode, and I have added a couple new thoughts that maybe I forgot about mentioning last week. So under nutrition, I personally follow a veggies most diet. I eat plenty of protein and I try to limit processed foods and sugar. I also use a 12-12 intermediate fasting to give my body a break from digestion and to promote cellular repair. Sometimes I go for 14 hours of fasting, but my goal is at a minimum 12 hours, right? Which if you are into intermediate fasting, that is kind of the entry level to intermediate fasting. I wouldn't even consider it intermediate fasting. I would just say that I just try to make sure that I give my body that full 12 hour break in between uh, my dinner and my breakfast. The next one is exercise. So I work out in the morning to boost my energy and what I do to boost my energy and my mood and to stay healthy is that I focus on strength training and some cardio training for maximum impact. The combination of those two is what works best for me. When it comes to sleep, I prioritize getting seven, eight hours of sleep each night. Um, I use some technology and some things to help me with my nighttime routine. Like I have an app with white noise that if I'm struggling to fall asleep, it, it tends to help to help me fall asleep. And also, um, I have to say that I have a very comfortable mattress and that makes it so much easier to have a good night's sleep. And I only mentioned my mattress because as I mentioned before, I've been traveling a lot and I can feel the difference when I'm not sleeping on my bed. Like I can tell the difference and my body and my mind can tell the difference and I sleep so much better when I'm in on my mattress. And then the last component is stress management. So I practice mindful meditation. It's five, 10 minutes a day. Uh, so it's nothing that takes a whole lot out of my time. And I'm going to talk more about that meditation in a minute. I also practice journaling and I'm trying to incorporate more breath work to help me manage stress and just promote relaxation when I need to. Now, a few years ago, I came across this concept of biohacking and I became to be honest, very, very curious and fascinated as I learned more about this. And I started to experiment with biohacking with the intent of optimizing my health and my energy and all of those things. So what is biohacking? Because that is the heart of today's podcast episode. So let's start by defining what it is. So as always, I went to Google and I asked Google, actually, I did not went to Google this time. I went to my friend ChatGTP to help me um, find a good definition for biohacking. And this is what I found. Biohacking is the practice of making small incremental changes in your lifestyle to optimize your physical and mental health. By experimenting with different approaches and tracking the results, you can find what works best for you. That was the simplest definition that I was able to find with the help of my friend ChatGTP that I really connect with. And that's essentially what I do when I say that I leverage biohacking to create vibrant energy. That is exactly what I mean. I mean, making small changes, incremental changes in my lifestyle with the objective to optimize both my physical and my mental health. And 
I really like it. It's really fun because it's like going back to like a science class at school and doing this experiment where you're trying to observe the cause and effect of some of these things. But in this case, it's in your own body and in your own well-being. Most people are living lives that reflect a small fraction of their potential. And a lot of people are just getting by. They feel okay. Their energy is okay. But they're not feeling vital and vibrant. They don't feel fulfilled. They're, they're not thriving. And for me, surviving is not enough. I personally want to thrive. And I know that if I want to thrive in all the different areas of my life, I need to start by taking care of myself. And I need to start by um, investing in my physical, mental, and emotional health. And of course, on my energy. Because I need to have that vibrant energy if I want to thrive in all of those areas in my life. But I can relate to this. I was this person in a period of time in my life that my energy was okay. You know, I I was okay. I was living by. I I was in this, you know, routine every day and everything was okay, but I wasn't feeling vibrant and vital and fulfilled and feeling like I was thriving. So, biohacking is Again, a very interesting concept. It involves basically experimenting with new things while you have a clear goal in mind. You don't do things randomly, right? You have a goal in mind and you try and experiment with things that you think are going to help you achieve that goal. One of the essential aspects that I found of biohacking is to track and to monitor the impact that that changes make, even the smallest ones, right? A lot of times biohacking is about making this two millimeter changes. And sometimes those small changes make big differences. And sometimes it's the other way around. You make big changes that only make small differences. So the key always is monitor and track so you can establish that connection between what you're doing and the effect that it's having in how you're feeling. So as a person who has tried different techniques of biohacking, and I am curious and passionate about it, I've been doing a lot of research. And I found through my research that there's 10 different areas that you can practice biohacking. And to be honest, I have experimented a little bit with all of them. Sometimes my experiments have worked wonders for me. And there are things that now are built into my routines because they work for me. They made me really feel vibrant and good. And I decided to keep them. But there's many others that haven't worked. And I just stopped, right? I experiment with them. They didn't work and I just stopped doing them. So here's the thing. And one tip that I will recommend because I made this mistake as I was starting to play in this area of biohacking is I wanted to try everything. And then it was really hard. I mean, impossible to really identify or isolate the impact that each of those things had in the output, meaning in how I felt or what I saw as a result or experimented as a result of experimenting with these things, right? So my recommendation, and I'm going to be sharing with you what are some of the things that I'm currently doing in this space of biohacking, but the thing is only do one thing at a time. Try to avoid experimenting with multiple things simultaneously because if you do that, it's going to make it really challenging to isolate the impact of any one single technique or thing that you're trying out. So what are the 10 areas of biohacking? There is fasting. I mentioned to you, I do a 
12-12 fasting. I experimented with other ways of fasting, like 14-10 and 16-8. And I just, I, it was really hard for me to keep up. And I found that 12-12 is my sweet spot. And that might change, right? Here's the thing. You experiment with things and then one thing might work and you stick to it. And then that doesn't mean that you can you don't come back to that thing and experiment again with a different approach because you're constantly evolving, right? So what works for you today might not be what helps you optimize your health or your well-being or your energy a year from now or two or five years from now. So the idea is to keep experimenting. It's an ongoing journey, right? There is no destination that you experiment with some things and you just keep the ones that work for you and that's the end of it. Um, I think it's a constant experimentation. And for me, that's where the fun comes. I, I'm almost... Every month I'm experimenting with something new. Okay, so number one is fasting. Number two is sleep. Number three is cold, meaning the temperature, cold. Number four is light. Number five is food. Number six is supplements. Number seven is movement. Number eight is breath. Number nine is meditation. And number 10 is gratitude. So those are the 10 areas where um, it's commonly seen people leveraging biohacking. Now, not all of the tools and practices, as I mentioned before, work for everyone. And that is important to keep in mind and to find what works best for you. So my message, if you only walk away with one thing about biohacking is you need to experiment with different approaches, track your results, and be open to try new things. Remember that what works for you might be different than what works for someone else, and that what works for you today might be very different from what works for you a year, two, three, or five down the road. So now I want to share with you some of the tools and the practices that I am currently leveraging that I have either recently experimented with or things that I've been doing consistently for a while as a result of an experiment that I did some time ago. But all of these tools and practices have really helped me to protect my energy and to feel at my best. Once again, I'm not suggesting that you should try these things, but just listen and hopefully this inspires you to try your own things, maybe some of the same that I've tried. So here we go. The first thing that I am really enjoying is an infrared sauna blanket. Most of us can't put an infrared sauna in our homes. I am one of those persons. I'm not willing to make that investment. I don't even know where I would put it. Um, but this infrared blanket is just as good, just for a fraction of the cost, and it doesn't take much space. You can use an infrared sauna, and for me, it has been a perfect addition to my routine. So why infrared sauna? Um, I think anything infrared is gaining a lot of popularity recently. The reason for that is that infrared creates um, a deeply penetrating heat that promotes full body detoxification, better circulation, reduces inflammation, and it helps healing from the inside out. I also think that it's incredibly relaxing and it really helps with skincare. Like I feel like my skin, it's much better as a result of getting on a regular basis in the sauna. Um, I try to do this three times a week and it's great to sweat and to eliminate extra toxins. And I fully feel like a new person every time when I get out of that sauna blanket. I typically use it in the evening before going to bed while I'm listening to an audiobook or I watch to a TV show, show 
And it's just so relaxing. I feel like I sleep better and it just feels good to sweat. And I don't know, I feel like I feel so much better when I get in the, the sauna, like it's very rewarding as much as sometimes it's tough, right? Just stay there and it's really hot. Um, I've only do it through the winter. So now that the summer is coming, we'll see how that goes. But try to do it three times a week. And again, in the evening before going to bed. The next thing that I am doing is using a metabolic tracking device. Uh, what is exactly a metabolic tracking device? Well, basically, it's a device that you breathe into and it tells you if you're burning carbs or fat based off your levels of CO2. I was, to be honest, a little bit skeptical, but I love experimenting and I said, okay, I'm going to try it and I love it. Uh, one other thing I love about this is that based of your score in the morning, it will tell you like what is the best mix of your macros for the day, meaning carbs, protein, and fat. It has, um, and it does that in a way that helps me see what my body needs to be feel well. It also will tell you if you need more food or um, before a workout, for example, or after a workout. So it really helps you to track in real time how flexible your metabolism is in terms of how it's processing your food. So I went to their website and to look at what they claim the benefits of their device is. So I'm using a device called Lumen. And by the way, all the things that I'm mentioning to you today, I am going to put some links on the show notes of this podcast episode so you can find all the products, all the things that I'm referencing today. If you're curious and you want to check them out, um, I'm going to write a blog post mimicking today's podcast episode, and I will include all the links. Okay, so this is what they claim the benefits are. And to be honest, I have seen many of these in my own personal experience. Um, they claim that it helps improve your metabolic flexibility, which allows you to lose weight in a sustainable way. That was not my goal when using this device. It wasn't to lose weight. I was more concerned about, again, my energy. Also, it helps, it helps you improve your body's ability to burn fat, which decreases hunger levels and makes your body less dependent on snacking. That was one thing that really pulled me to use this device because working from home, I found myself constantly snacking. And when I'm constantly snacking, that typically messes up with my energy levels, right? Um, another benefit is increases your energy levels by developing a high-functioning metabolism. That's the one that sold me. Uh, also helps you improve your metabolic flexibility, your body efficiency in shifting between using fats and carbs, and it helps you in developing a flexible metabolism, allowing your body to maintain a healthy way by optimizing your body's ability to burn fat. So those are the benefits that they claim their device has. For me, one is fascinating to have that awareness. It's fascinating to see my measurements. So they, they measure it from one to five. So you basically blow into this little device and then it gives you a number one to five. One meaning you're burning fat, five, you're burning carbs. And in between, it's, it's kind of the range. And it's fascinating to do this in the morning and see your number. And then it prompts you to reflect why, why this number? What did I did yesterday? And typically it's not only the last 24 hours, but it's like the last 72 hours that have an impact in your rating. And to think about what is that I did that caused this. And of course, if there's days that I have a lower number because you want to wake up in fat burning mode, that is an efficient, what an efficient metabolism does. 
Now, it doesn't stay there, right? A flexible metabolism, which is what everyone is looking for, will vary from one to five, right? Like after eating carbs, you should go all the way to five, four or five. But in the morning, when you wake up, you want to wake up burning fat. That means that your body has done what it should do overnight. And if I get a high rating, I would get upset at the beginning. And But then I gravitated towards curiosity. Why this number? And then if I get a one or a two, I'm like, I'm super excited, right? I'm like, I'm like shouting victory. But at the same time, it's like, what did I do differently? How can I replicate that? And that for me is the essence of biohacking is asking yourself all of these questions and remain curious to understand how different things have an impact. Now, what impacts your uh, CO2 levels in your breath? is of course your nutrition, but also your sleep, your exercise, your levels of stress, like all of those things that I talked about at the beginning of today's podcast episode impact that rating. So basically using this device helps me see how all of the things that I'm doing are impacting my metabolism, which is awesome. The next thing that I am doing and experimenting with is cold showers. So cold exposure, um, they claim that builds psychological and physiological resilience. And that is very true. Like getting into a cold shower in the morning can be scary. Uh, like really can be. But when you do it, when you do something that you're not looking forward to do and you do it out of discipline, that really strengthens your mindset. Cold plunges um, are gaining a lot of popularity lately. Um, that is probably the, no the next toy that I will probably get is like an ice bath top of some sort. But for now, I am just enjoying cold showers every morning. So I work out in the morning and after my workout, I'm ready for a shower. And the last minute of my shower, I crank the ice water for like a minute or so. To be honest, I am working my way to a minute. I started with like 5, 10 seconds and then built up to 30 seconds and I continue to build on that. Um... My goal is to master the one full minute and do that no matter what the weather is. So I started this in the winter. Yes, in the winter. Um, and I am loving it. Cold showers are not necessarily something that I'm looking forward to, but I'm sold on the benefits, right? Researchers have found that in the long term, regular exposure to cold my help with your body burning more fat, with improving recovery from exercise, boosting your immune system, and also enhance your mood by increasing the levels of feel-good endorphins in your body. And I have to say that I am so much more awake. I have more energy when after I do a cold shower. Like it really helps me to completely wake up Typically, I'm already fully wake up by the time I take a shower, but I just feel this boost of energy from that very simple thing of just once I'm done with my shower, like cranking the cold water and staying there for a few seconds. Okay, the next one, um, I mentioned it before, is meditation. Being completely vulnerable here, I have never been able to meditate. It's super hard for me to quiet my mind. And I tried many times and I failed as many times as I tried. But then I found an app that really changed everything for me when it comes to meditation. The app is called Balance and I got a free year kind of deal. By the way, you... You can get a free year too. Just check all the links on the show notes of the podcast episode. And I will put a link for, um, for you to get a free year of this app. This is a paid app, but you can get a free year and then you can try it and see if this is something that you want to continue or it's something that doesn't work for you and then 
you can just uninstall the app and be done, right? So um, I meditate anywhere between five and 10 minutes a day. And that is as part of my morning routine. And I have so far since I started just five minutes or 10 at a time accumulated over 12 hours of meditation since I started. So here is where you can really see that compound effect, right? The app tracks like how many days on a row you have meditated. It tracks your overall time meditating since you started using the app. And I have accumulated over 12 hours, only five minutes at a time, which is really cool to see that for me, see that compound effect. And I feel not, I feel more calm, more present throughout the day since picking up a steady meditation practice. It really helps clear my mind. It helps me to be more focused. Um, Again, I do it as part of my morning routine, but sometimes if for whatever reason I don't do it in the morning, sometimes right after lunch, before I go back to work, I take a five minute break and I do a short meditation. And the cool thing about this app is that it has so many different meditations. You will find something for whatever you're looking for. There are meditations that teach you how to meditate. That's where I started. Um, that help you learn the foundations of meditation and all the techniques to meditate. Um, They have meditations for different moods, depending on how you're feeling. They have gratitude meditations. They have sleep meditations to help you uh, like easily fall asleep and stay asleep. Or they even have a meditation, for example, if you wake in the middle of the night to help you fall back asleep. So Lots of options. Check the links on the show notes so you can get a free year of this amazing app. Um, Next one is supplements. So not too long ago, I wrote a blog where I share my supplement routine. I will put that on the show notes of the podcast episode. It's not my intent to go over all the supplements that I take. Um because I think those are very personal and you should talk to your doctor to see what is the best supplementation for you based on your unique needs. Um, And I want to just reinforce that, right? We're all different and you should not supplement just for the sake of supplementing, but you need to do it with a goal in mind and talking to your doctor, right? To make sure that you're doing it correctly. Now, I want to add a few things. Um, So the the blog that I share talks more about like the vitamins and things that I'm taking on a regular basis and why I'm taking those. Um, I want to add a few more things that not necessarily are like vitamins, but some other supplements that I am personally using that are working really well for me. So one, I shared before that I work out every day as part of my morning routine. And it's one of the very first things that I do um, after waking up. So to help me have the energy that I need to get through my workout and to take the most out of my workout, I drink a pre-work supplement. There is one that I personally love because it's clean energy. Like it doesn't have any junk on it. It has all natural products and makes me feel good drinking it. Um, Again, you'll see all the links to all these things on the show notes of the podcast. So you can check out all the products that I'm referencing. And so that's before my workout. After my workout, especially if I'm doing weightlifting, then I take a post-workout supplement. I use one that has 20 grams of protein. It's vegan and it helps combat exercise-induced muscle soreness and jumpstart the recovery of your body so you can hit every workout with strength and intensity. Um, I take it after every workout and it really has helped me with all of those things. Um, 
It helps my muscle recovery. It supports muscle growth and restores my strength. And I love it. It tastes amazing. I mix it up with um, either iced coffee or water and I make a brownie butter and it's like having dessert like first thing in the morning. It tastes amazing. It's fluffy and delicious and very satisfying. The next thing, um, if you know me, you know that I love coffee. I love to enjoy a cup of coffee. And recently also, I have incorporated oat milk matcha latte into my routine, trying to reduce my coffee intake and replace a little bit of that with matcha. And I have been adding a collagen boost to my morning cup of joy. Collagen can help reduce the appearance of wrinkles, increase skin elasticity, and support healthy nails. And I'm in for all of those things. Now, I'm still experimenting with this one just because collagen is something that takes some time before you start actually seeing and feeling the the effects of supplementing with collagen. And also it requires consistency. So I'm still monitoring this one. I continue to do it. And that is one thing with biohacking is like, you need to be resilient and keep consistent with your experiment based on what you're experimenting with before you give up too early on the thing you're experimenting about, right? So there are things that might have a more rapid impact or effect. And there are things that take a little bit longer to see the effects of introducing that into your routine. Collagen is one of those that takes a little bit of time and consistency. So giving up too early because you don't see any improvements might be, it it might not be that it's not working. It's just that you need to stay consistent a little bit longer. So I have to say I'm still experimenting, but my skin feels and looks healthier. And I attribute that in part to the collagen. Also, I mentioned like my infrared sauna mat helps a lot with my skin because it helps like detoxify. So my skin is softer, but I've seen and I can feel a difference in my skin. I don't know that others will see the difference, but I feel it. And that's all that matters to me. Okay, the next thing is light. So for optimal health, our bodies need regular exposure to a full spectrum of light from the sun. Most human beings, um, we are dependent on the sun for our vitamin D requirements. That's the one way that we get the vitamin D that our bodies need. Um, So things like skin pigmentation, um, sunscreen use, Um, aging, the time of the day, the season of the year, uh, the latitude that you're, you're located in can drastically affect your vitamin D levels. So vitamin D is an important vitamin in our bodies. It regulates inflammation in the body. It promotes a proper immune cell function and assist in optimal insulin production. So even though it is essential, I was doing some research on this one because I found um, a few years ago that I I had a vitamin D deficiency. And, you know, when you find out that something is wrong with you, you, what do you do? You start Googling and I start research a lot about this. And I find out a very scary statistic that approximately 50% of the world's population has a vitamin D insufficiency, in part because we avoid the sun so much. And we have heard a lot of things about sun exposure can increase your chances of skin cancer. So we all avoid a lot the sun. Personally, what I like to do is I like to aim for 10 minutes of sunlight in the morning. 
I have been able to fit this when I take my daughter to the bus stop. So it about takes five minutes. And then, you know, I walk around for another five minutes under the sun. Um, and I also found that getting exposure to sunlight first thing in the morning helps your body's ability to produce melatonin and helps you sleep better at night. Who would say that, right? Who would believe that? Like I, I was shocked when I read that. How can the exposure to sunlight very first thing in the morning impact your ability to have a good night's sleep at night, like 12 hours later? But there's a lot of studies that talk about this. It's really fascinating. You can see that I'm a little bit of a nerd. I like to do a lot of research and read a lot. And I do it so I can inform myself about what might be some things that I want to try, right? So one thing I'm currently doing is 10 minutes of sunlight exposure in the morning. And I do that while taking my daughter to the bus stop. Another powerful type of light that can enhance your biological function is red light. Um, I talk about my infrared sauna, but red light in general has a wide range of benefits, some of which include, and I'm going to read this because, again, I, as I was preparing for today's podcast, I had some help from my friend ChatGTP, and he told me that some of the benefits of red light include improving mycoplasma mitochondrial function, I think I pronounced that correctly, increase circulation and decrease inflammation. Personally, I have not yet experimented with red light therapy, but you will hear me about things that I want to try, and these are in my list. So a couple of things that I want to try are related to red light, and I'll cover that at the end of today's podcast episode. Okay, the next big category is food. And there's a lot that can be said about food, but I am going to keep it very simple. The food choices that you make matter. They do. The way that you look, the way that you feel, and the way that you perform is massively influenced by the foods that you eat or you don't eat. I probably not telling you anything that you didn't knew before. I want you to think back to the last time that you ate junk food. Like what happened to your mood and your energy afterwards? Did you notice? So the big question, the thousand, the million dollar question is what makes a good diet? And I personally believe that the answer is it varies. It depends. From person to person, it might look very different. That is why experimentation and tracking is critical to figure out what works best for you based on where you are, based on what your goals are. Um, We're all different. So there is no one answer. That's why when we try to look information about diets and nutrition, we find so much information, sometimes conflicting information to the point that we don't know what to believe in. And the thing is that all of the things that you read about, even those that contradict themselves, are all true. They're just true for different people because we are all different. And you need to find what is true and for you, right? What constitutes a good diet for you. And you do that by experimenting and tracking and making adjustments. In general, I believe that good nutrition involves becoming informed about the foods and that are good or bad for you, or I I don't like to use the term good or bad, but I would say be informed about foods and their properties and how those foods impact you. Um, By removing foods that make you weak, and adding foods that make you strong, that help you feel better, that help you perform better. And
And that is what it's all about, right? Trial and error on how eating certain things make you feel. One of the things that I have experimented with around food is elimination diets. So in the past, I've done things like Whole30 or the four-week gut protocol. Um, I also try doing food sensitivity tests. And I found one that I really love because I can do it at home um, and very inexpensive. And it has helped me figure out what foods my body's sensitive to so I can adjust and be more mindful around what I eat, knowing how these foods affect my body and how a certain food affects your body is different for each person. One food that can be a superfood for someone can be poison for someone else, right? So doing a food sensitivity test can be a great way to get started in identifying how different foods impact you and then experiment and a lot of trial and error. But getting in the habit of tracking what you eat and not only what you eat, but how you feel after your meals, in my opinion, is the way to go. If I personally have been doing that for the last four years, so I know exactly what foods make me feel energized, help me focus and feel at my best. And I also know what foods make me feel tired and sluggish. That doesn't mean that you need to give up in any food in particular. I personally don't give on, up on anything unless there are things that I'm sensitive about, right? Foods that my body's sensitive to, which by the way, those can change over time. Like at one point I was sensitive to gluten. So I eliminated from my diet. I got tested a few years, a couple years later and my sensitivity was gone. And then I was sensitive to egg whites. So I limited my intake of egg whites. So it's a constant experimentation, as I said before. Um, but you don't have to give up on foods unless you have an allergy or a sensitivity to them. But just being aware and being more intentional, it's all that it's about, right? If I have an important meeting or presentation, I will stay away from foods that make me feel sluggish. And I will try to eat more of the foods that make me feel more focused and um, more energized and feel better, right? So that's that's what I'm constantly doing. And it's basically experimenting with those things. The latest experiment that I am embarking on when it comes to food is I'm doing an ultimate reset. I'm actually starting um, the Monday that this episode is airing. And as I mentioned, I have been traveling a lot for the last month nonstop and being out of my routine, eating out all the time, not doing all the things that I'm sharing with you right now. I am ready to hit that reset button and get back to feeling, looking, and being my best. So I'm going to do this ultimate reset. It's a three-week reset. It's kind of like a detox, but it's real food. Um, and I'm going to experiment with it and see how it goes and how it makes me feel. Uh, one of the benefits of this particular ultimate reset, and I'll put the link so you can find out exactly what that looks like and what it entails. But one of the promises is that it helps you really like detox your body and feel so much better. So that's what I'm after. Now, a few more things that I'm looking into. So what's next? Um, biohacking, it's all about experimenting, trying new things, being curious about how those things are impacting your body, your health, your wellness. And as I said, I am curious by nature. So I'm always looking to try new things and see how they can support or not my goals. So a few quote unquote toys that I am thinking about trying, uh, three things. One, um, red light therapy. So there is research that red light therapy supports skin health, um, can help reduce fine lines, increase muscle performance, speed up recovery after workouts, relieve pain, um, optimize hormone health, increase energy, support faster healing, improve sleep, among other benefits. So 
I am looking forward to try it out. Um, within the red light category, one thing is specifically that I want to try as well is red at red light mask. Um, as we age, all of a sudden our skin um, starts to look different and feel different and and anything we can do in preventing and reducing fine lines become more and more a priority. I have several friends who have tried this red light mask and they all are loving it. So I am so curious about it. I have been thinking about getting one for a long time. Um, I've been definitely tempted and I'm still thinking about it. I think right now I'm experimenting with so many things that this is just one in the queue. Once I'm done with some other things, it's one that I definitely want to try. And the last one is something that I had heard people talk about is a PEMF map, mat. So it's P-E-M-F. And uh, basically it's a grounding mat. So grounding uses the earth's natural energy to improve health and well-being. So basically how it works is that the earth carries a slightly negative electrical charge. So when you come in direct contact with air, either by standing barefoot or by using a grounding mat, this charge is transferred to your body. And in your body, this negatively charged free electrons work as antioxidants which need neutralize harmful free radicals and help you realize many health benefits. I just read that um, because I am doing some research on this PEMF mats. And I was curious because I, I heard a lot of people talking about them and I started to get curious on what are these mats and what do they do? So what I just read, that's what they do. And I'm really curious. It sounds like something that I definitely want to try. So in summary, to wrap things up today, I can say that I had found that each one of these practices that I just shared with you have enormously helped me and have been transformative in my own wellness journey. My hope with sharing all of these things with you is to inspire you to be curious and maybe even try one or other thing and start your own biohacking journey to help you feel at your best. You can really leverage some of these things and many other things, right, to help you have that vibrant energy that makes you feel at your best look at your best, and be your best. I hope you found today's podcast episode interesting. I hope that it sparked some curiosity. Remember on the show notes of the podcast episode, I'm adding all the links to all the things that I've been talking about. I would be curious to hear what are some things that you're trying and experimenting with. I'm always looking to learn about new things that I might want to experiment with. So always open to hear if you're experimenting with something that it's really helping you feel at your best. With that, I hope you have an amazing week ahead. Remember, if you like today's podcast episode, do me a favor and share it with a friend. I will also appreciate if you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And I really hope you have an amazing and vibrant week ahead. And I will see you here again next week for another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast.